had the Filipino nicknames. So my relatives call my aunties and uncles, they call my mom even, called me Led, L-E-D, because my middle name is Earl. So Leroy Earl David. Like how... How non how non Filipino can that be, man? And that's, that's how I feel about mine. Yeah, bro. But how many heralds? But David. But your last name except for it. My last name, yeah. David. Yeah. No, but they didn't even say my last name. Oh. Oh yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on a new podcast Dad vibes, but we run it with class Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half Yeah, it's the second half Hey, it's the second half Kicking knowledge on a new podcast Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half Alright, so what's up everyone? Welcome back to the second half. You got your boy Rye Boogie. We also got Sweeney Todd. Happy 2024. Sweeney, 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 Sweeney. Who else we got here? And we got Peaches. Peaches, 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 Peaches. Organic and creamy. <laughs> Organic and creamy. So we're missing a couple, as you know, but we still have more than enough here. Uh, but today we actually have a real special guest. I'm honored because he made the drive to be with us. Um, if you guys are familiar with Old Tower Records and the concerts there, you would have seen him there. Missing, I remember that Brian McKnight concert. That was a dope concert that you guys had over there. Um, but this guy here, solid, Bay Area native. He's had art featured with the San Francisco Giants, the 49ers, the Warriors, the San Jose Sharks, Sacramento Kings, NBC Sports, Bay Area. He's worked for various personalities in film, radio, music, pro sports, restaurants, breweries, and nonprofits. He's also an SF State alum. His artwork reflects his passion for pop culture, sports, and community. Bay Area born freelance illustrator and graphic designer Leroy David. Clap it up. Clap it up. I'm going to need a nickname. Y'all, y'all got like Sweet Todd, Peaches, and what's yours, Ryan? Right Boogie. Yeah, Right Boogie. Um, we're we're going to have to uh, come up with one at the end. The illustrator. Yo, thank the illustrator. you. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen, for having me. And, um, and, um, Thank you for pronouncing my name as my mom would prefer because uh, for people that have known me for years, they call me Leroyd, and I'm okay with that. Um, Leroyd is something that um, uh, my mom uh, has named me uh, on my birth certificate. It's L-E apostrophe capital R-O-I-D. It, French or whatever it is, it's an anagram of my dad's name, and I couldn't pronounce the word when I was a kid, so I stuck with Leroyd. And I'm okay with either or, but thank you for saying the word because my mom is going to hear this, and yeah, she's going to clap. That was for your mama. That was for Mama David. Always got to mom. do it for moms. Always. Shout Always. out to mom. Shout out moms. But again, thank you, brother, for being here. I know it was a drive because you're now. Um, Living the life, lighting the beam in Sacramento. Man, uh, I, I <laughs> y'all are Warriors fans. I know, I know you're gonna hate me for this, but 
I I like the bean. You converted? Oh, I converted. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, but, you know basketball, basketball was, was never my... When it, when it comes to sports, basketball was never, like, a top passion of mine. Yeah. Because as a kid... So, I'm... I mean, technically, if you want to... I was born in Mountain View, but I came to SF right after. So I like to say I'm born and raised SF. I was into baseball. Baseball and football were, were my were my passion because or are my passion because um, one I collected sports cards as a kid. So having those baseball cards, I, I love collecting the Giants, um, the Niners especially. And you, gotta remember, you gotta remember, I, I'm an eight, we're 80s kids, right? Yeah. So yeah. when it came to TV, who do we see the most? Basketball, it was it was Jordan. It was like Boston and uh, yeah, Boston, LA, Boston, Boston, LA, Boston, LA, Chicago. Yeah, we didn't really see the Warriors no. back then. No, but but it was baseball. Yeah, and I grew and I I grew up all over SF, but I, I also lived in Visitation Valley briefly. And I was only like a hop, skip, and a step away from Candlestick Park. Right, right. So just having that closeness to Candlestick Park, I was all, all about the Giants and all about the Niners. Mm-hmm. And you know, basketball, I just kind of went with it. You know, go it's understandable. I, I, I will always have love for the Warriors yes. because I grew up in the Bay. Yeah, and I've you know I was there. I was there. I went to a couple of games in the eighties, nineties. I was there during, you know, the run TMC era. Right. Yeah, yeah. we believe era. He brings up a good point though, because he's right. When we were kids, they were they were barely televised. I, I, I was a Celtics fan. I was a yeah. See? I was a Lakers fan. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, and well, at one point when they started having expansion teams, I I got into the Hornets because yeah. um, their colors, Larry Johnson, yeah, Larry Johnson, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, Muggsy Bowes, Alonzo Mourning. It wasn't. It wasn't until Run TMC when you actually realized, oh shit, we have a local team. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because you start seeing the commercial. Right. So I always have love for the Warriors, but then now I've been in Sacramento for five. I've been in Sacramento for five years. I, I started working towards the Kings. I started going to uh, a few Kings games. Mm. I did. I did a couple projects with the Kings. And they, they took care of me, man. Yeah. And, you know, just to experience Golden One. I, that's a dope arena, man. We're not going to hear on you. Yeah. Natu- it's a I, natural conversion. And then, I've never you been know, to that. Good night, everyone. It's the best time. <laughs> it's the best time. No, to it is. It's the best time to convert. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, something solid special. Yeah, a solid, solid Something team. special brewing yeah. over. I think you guys are just missing one piece, and that's it, really. Oh, uh, we absolutely. were talking about this earlier. They might, they might get Pascal Siakam. It could, the right, it could be right now. And that's what they need. Yeah, right now. Actually, on, on my way, I was listening to uh, our ESPN uh, station over up in Sac. They were just talking about it. So yeah, you guys became the frontrunners. Yeah. yeah, but we'll see. We shall. But let's get into this. Uh, let's let's speak about you. So first and foremost, as an illustrator, why don't you start us from the beginning and tell us what got you into art? It all started in 1981. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was a dark, cold morning. <laughs> I was living in the Tenderloin in a one in a studio apartment with my mom. Um, I started. I started drawing since 
from what my mom told me and based on the amount of drawings that she kept over the years um, I want to say three years old I started drawing just anything uh, I was huge into cartoons and comic books as a kid so I loved drawing what I saw on TV everything from you know Looney Tunes. I'm huge on Looney Tunes. So I, I drew that as a kid. Toys. Yeah, Transformers. GoBots. He-Man. I drew all of those. And and I started drawing more over the years. I, that's when my mom realized I had a thing for art. Um, it wasn't sports, but it was, it was either art and or toys. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I had both of those growing up. And of course, having I was spo- like my mom spoiled me with toys. Um, did, did y'all collect? Yeah, yep. I, was, yeah. I was a Transformer kid. And if someone gave me GoBots, you were still cool, but I knew you didn't like me that much. <laughs> right? I like GoBots, but they weren't Transformers. No, they weren't Transformers. I mean, yeah. GoBots was on uh, USA, right? Think of the think of the two main <laughs> characters in GoBots, right? Compared to Optimus Prime and Megatron, right? Optimus Prime and Megatron for Transformers, right? For the GoBots, it was Turbo Leader One, Leader <laughs> One, yeah. and Psykill, who was a motorcycle, yeah. right? Yeah, and his head never disappeared. <laughs> 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 Did, did you all watch the lot of cartoons? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I, did. I, yes. was, I was addicted. Like, yeah. It was yeah. like Saturday morning routine. I had to wake up right. early because I needed to catch whatever Six was o'clock. on. Bro, Six, seven. I yeah. was telling my kids, I think it was ingrained in us to wake up early because of that. Yeah. yeah. But during school, yes. like during the week, it was so hard to wake up, right? But no. Saturday morning, you were no, up. But there, there were cartoons the, after there school. Cartoons. Oh, there were cartoons after school. school. Yeah. Okay. But now, school. what I'm saying is, to go to school, you always had a hard time waking up to get ready for school. Yes. But Saturday morning, you were up super early just to catch those Saturday yeah. morning you have, to up, you have to be up by 6.30. 6 right? o'clock. Automatic. Comic strip. Yeah. Like one of the first ones. Bro, can you hit pop better than the frog can? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. This is gonna be another segment. Like oh no we're, we're, we're not gonna talk about yard, we're gonna talk about <laughs> growing up in the eighties. In the eighties. G.I. Oh, Joe. That, that's gonna be for another, another time. That was it. Yeah, G.I. Yeah. Joe. But that's that? but that's dope, like how you just gravitated towards that based on what you saw. I, I was influenced by everything I saw on TV and on newspapers as well. I I, <laughs> I didn't read newspapers when I was a kid. I, I looked. I always looked for the comic strips. Right, right. You don't see that anymore. Here we are, 2024. No one buys a newspaper to read the comic strips. But back in the 80s, I any any newspaper I would see, the first thing I grab are the comic strips. Oh. Even in Playboy, yeah. I look for the comic strips. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I'm I'm trying to think back. I mean, there there, there were, yeah. No, there were. There no, where's the what's that? Yeah, that was my that was my excuse when my mom and jokes. They had jokes. Yes, my you, mom, you studied wow. that. You really studied it. You, see? you you weren't just up at six thirty. You were also up at like uh, midnight. Man, <laughs> I wish. 
I, I wish I had a. <laughs> I wish I had that excuse to tell my mom when she caught me with Hello Magazines back when I was like seventh, eighth grade. I was my mom used to always clean my room up. And it wasn't because she was cleaning my room up, like she was trying to, like, are, are we allowed to cuss? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to find shit. Yeah. And so shit she found were the Playboy and Penthouse comic books and then some. I, I wish I told her, no, mom, I was, I, it's I inspiration, it's inspiration. You know, you're, 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 like, you're, you're not I'm studying. All, all 80s kids had that one sock drawer with really starched up socks. <laughs> <laughs> man, my kids are going to listen to this. Um, I threw my socks away, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I hope so, dude. I, I use so. mine as a frisbee. <laughs> you call that a boomerang? <laughs> Ryan, shout out to your sons because they're, they're, they're producers behind the scenes and they're listening to this. And it, it, it's a... SMH moment, shaking my head. <laughs> you know. my, my, my kids are, are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, what the fuck, dad? Yeah. So, this is, so this is what my kids get. They just Bro. know we're hella bustas. <laughs> my, my eight-year-old, yeah. Eli, shout out to Eli. He, he's going to be like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, Eli. My bad. Oh, is it bruh. Bruh. No. Bruh. Oh, no. Eli says, bruh. And then my older kid, bruh. Bruh. Yeah. There's an there's a age distinction. There. Yeah. There is. Yeah. The moment I said Riz, too, I, so I got two older kids. They're oh, both teenagers. Man. The moment I said Riz, they're like, no. No, dad. That word is outdated now. Canceled. <laughs> I tried to, uh, what I say, like, three weeks ago to my, uh, my youngest daughter? I said something, something was on fleek, and she was like, oh my god, dad. That's like 10 years ago. <laughs> so 10 years ago. But yeah, uh, that's why we freaked to dad jokes. That's why we create them. I actually got that for Christmas. A, a dad joke? I got dad joke cards. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what it was? They're trying to give you a script. <laughs> like remember, when, your leg. remember when Snaps came out? Yes. Yeah. I, I still have a couple of volumes. Yeah. I'm gonna have to bring that I'm gonna have to like pull those up for like my older ones. <laughs> yeah. All those your mama jokes. Yeah. I love your mama. Shout out to mom. Sorry, mom. Yeah. I know, I made my daughter cry. Uh this is when she was like six years old. Cause she tried to she was really into your mama jokes at the time. Man. She didn't know she was walking into, right? She was like uh. walked into a landmine. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I let her like fire six off, right? Then I just went for it. And I was like, when you were born, you were so ugly. We used to tie a pork chop around your neck just so the dogs would play with you. And she's like, oh, that's really mean. And she just started tearing. I'm like, hey. Oh. You started it. You started that. <laughs> This is what we do. That's what we do. But back to the cartoons, man. I, um, do I you was, have a favorite cartoon that you like to draw? Uh, Scooby-Doo and Looney Tunes. Uh, and then in the 90s came The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Like, I just... I fell in love with just the, the art. But... But um, what were some things I grew up with um, that I drew a lot? Garfield. I drew a lot of Garfield as a kid. And of course, when Transformers, you know. Snoopy? What was that? Snoopy? Not so much. Snoopy, no. Um, although I read the, the strips, but 
uh, and then on TV was, of course, Transformers, the cartoon series. So I drew a lot of Transformers. Transformers, Garfield, uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, and then in the 90s, I got into Simpsons a lot. And I, I started to notice that I, I would draw other people as, like, Simpsons characters. Huh. And so you, you come to that realization, like, oh, you can kind of go off the path and not just draw your favorite stuff or, you know, uh, favorite, whether if it's, like, cartoon characters or comic book characters. Because I, I drew stuff like Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, all this stuff. But I think in the 90s, I started to, like, develop um, my... Uh, I, I was just pen and paper type of kid, so... I started to develop more cartoon cartoon styles to where you start drawing other people and and you kind of come up with like your own style but you're also influenced you know by you know stuff like The Simpsons so the bulging eyes you know that kind of thing but I I, I started to kind of like evolve my artwork and then you know mom buys you like oh how to draw how to draw cartoon characters or how to draw like you know figures that kind of thing. So, so, she, re- so she recognized it though. She and, did. And she helped. She, my, yeah, my mom really. She really did, man. I mean, you know, while <laughs> while my classmates were out, you know, playing like playing for like five different teams, you know, here I am at home just drawing, you know, by myself, you know, that kind of thing and. Um, you know, I was the only child growing up, so it was like my toys and my art. And, you know, in the 90s, uh, I started to just kind of develop my own style. And I started drawing, like, my classmates. And then, and then I would draw, like, my teachers. And next thing you know, in elementary school, I'm drawing yearbook covers. And mm. so I saw, I, I think I started to get, like, that type of recognition like in school and in you know elementary school I wasn't like yeah I was a kid that could draw but other than that like I would still be the kid that would be picked last place like on the kickball team I sucked at sports Mm -hmm. but then thankfully I had art you know and yeah of course I it was I I used art in a way to be popular in some sense you know even though I still wasn't popular, you know, like kids would still make fun of me, you know, because my name or even though, you know, I would say I'm Filipino, people wouldn't believe me, mm-hmm. but then I was a good artist. Right. Like, oh, you know, oh, Miller can draw. And so art became almost like a defense mechanism kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, I also recognized that I I was good at something, and I just kept you know, doing it. All, you know, when I got to high school, I found my way. I found a way to get my art involved with some of the things. And in high school, I was bullied a lot, man. Like, like it was like high school was rough. I, I went to Philip Burton High School and SF. Shout out to Burton. <laughs> not um, to the bullies though. But uh, not not to the bullies though. I remember y'all. So. But uh, but I started to um, from elementary school. I started to apply my art into high school. So I was doing I was doing like my own comic book uh, panel like uh, for the school newspaper, and then I started designing like yearbook covers. And 
thankfully I had a really supportive art teacher, so she got me into doing contests, which, and for the first time, like in high school, like I started doing art contests, like to to bring my art out outside of just that small circle of you know classmates and family and friends, but out to the public, and. That made me realize, okay, you know, maybe I can do this as a profession. Yeah. Did you have any other uh, influences uh, that helped you with your art? Uh, first is my mom, and then thankfully I had uh, I had a cousin. My my older cousin James was uh, a good artist as well, and uh, I had some family members that were artists. And so I so it was kind of in the blood already. Well, I well the, the, this one uncle I had who was who was a painter. I mean, he was an in law, but you know, I I didn't know what in laws were at the time. So right, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, my cousin can draw, my uncle can paint. You know, so I'm thinking like, oh, it's all part of the family. You know that kind of thing. And um, and speaking of blood, like well, later on I found out my my dad, my parents separated. My parents split when I was uh, a year old. So I never got to know my dad growing up. But later, when I reconnect with him, I found out the dude was an artist. He wanted, he wanted to be an architect. And um, I do have this one thing for my dad that uh, it was from like a couple years back when I, when I was hanging out with him. He, uh, like, he drew my portrait. And, and it was dope. At what and, age? Uh, well, this was just a couple years back when, um, when I was hanging out with my dad. Like he drew a portrait of me, right? And this was just two, like, couple years back. Oh, okay. And so for the first time, I'm seeing from what I'm hearing stories before, but now I'm seeing a person, and my dad drew a picture of me, and it was dope, and and it made me realize, like, wow, like it one, it's it, it's in the blood, and two, you know, could he have done something with it? You know, word word was that my dad wanted to be an architect, and then life happened. You have babies, hello babies, <laughs> babies with other people. But <laughs> that, that's really cool that something like that can be hereditary, though. Yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't, you know, like when you're looking for it. We were talking about it earlier before we started. I mean, recording. I sure wasn't a singer. <laughs> like, like, don't, don't. like, oh, Filipinos are karaoke's? Oh, yeah. Give him the mic. No, not not this guy. No, do not give me the mic at karaoke. Don't, don't give me the mic. Me neither. No. Me neither. I'm the guy you want to give the mic to and you want everyone to leave. That's that's. Me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, th- but that's dope that you found that connection with him and that you got to see it. So, uh, full circle moment for you, you would say? It was, yeah. And, and it's just that realization where you think about... Like what? What did you know? My parents want to be when they grow up. I know. I, I know. As a kid, I'll, I'll tell you this because of you know, uh, you know, talking about the art and stuff. Like growing up, yes. I when I was young, I wanted to be an artist, but also I wanted to be a lot of things because I was interested in so many things. So I grew up in SF, and yo, I was I was hooked on muni buses. I wanted to be a muni bus driver when I, when I was young. Yeah. Because it, I thought it was the coolest the first thing. For me, I never heard anyone never say that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my friends that are muni bus drivers and or that work for muni today. But I was into a lot of things, you know, because growing up in SF, that's what you were exposed to. My mom did not drive 
when when she was raising me. So we took the bus wherever. Oh, you know, I can name all the buses I've taken yeah. as a kid, and and that was life for me. Not just like drawing home, but always taking a bus, going to Chinatown, hanging out on Clement Street, and you know that's they call Little Chinatown. But but I wanted to do a lot of things because it, and I didn't realize later those were the things that inspired me as an artist today was because I having interest in other things. Right. You were and, exposed to a lot, especially uh, taking the bus. You're just oh, I, absolutely, yeah, people, places, mm-hmm. things. And yeah, until those day, until this very day, like when, like when I do art, sometimes I think back, you know, to those times. Yeah, you know, you think about like when you're doing, like when you're doing stuff now. Once in a while, you get that blurb, like that that uh, bit of like instance of you know in your memory, like oh, like oh, I just thought about you know what I did, you know, as a kid, like when I was like seven years old. I don't know, like. Maybe we go through it now, or maybe that's just us getting older. So we're trying to remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, when I do art, and sometimes if it's a particular subject, I can go back to maybe like certain like happy moments in life that's related to the the subject that I'm working on mm-hmm. at present. And sometimes that helps me create, you know, yeah. the, the product. Did you get into the uh, street art? <laughs> I wa- man, I mean, you were on the bus a lot. You saw so much I, of the street art. I wish, man. I I was I want to be, you know, in high school. So I went to Philip Burden, and we weren't too far from like like the Mike Dream murals. Yeah, and I had friends that were taggers. You know, we go to the minibus, you know, they're, they're, you know, slapping on their stickers. Mm-hmm. For for a hot minute, I, I went by, like, oh, my tag name is Sketch One. That was lame. <laughs> that was super lame. You know, like, tell me my friends hearing this, they're going to be, they're going to be shaking their heads. They're going to be like, what the, come on, come on, man. Yeah, I want I wanted to get into street art. I never got into... And that I think because I was afraid of getting into trouble. Mm. My mom was super strict. Yeah. And then and, and maybe that's maybe that's why like I, I got so like I developed my art because I stayed home a lot. Because my, my mom didn't really want me to go out a lot. Yeah. I wanted to play sports, I wanted to do a lot of active things, but my mom was super strict. Unless she was with you. Unless she was with me, correct. And I think just because I was the only child at that time, and uh, like I had a like I had a half sister later on in life, but I think my mom was really protective of me. You know, single mom, only child, and so you like, don't even, need a baseball bat. Yeah, you need oh, a pencil. Like, <laughs> like you don't need friends. Oh, you're getting invited to a birthday party? Who? <laughs> and then my mom's there with me. I have a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, you know, okay, it, was bad. it was a different world. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But you know, um, I didn't have much of a social life like growing up. This is how bad I was. So in, um, I want to say either fourth or fifth grade, I was invited to a surprise birthday party. So my classmate's mom gives me the invite. Oh, um, and I don't want to say this person's name, but like, <laughs> like oh, um, here, here's an invite to so-and-so's party it's a surprise and then guess what I did 
Later on that day, I go up to her. Oh, oh, I can't wait to go to your party. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Yo, we yeah. have a friend that does that. Well, because yeah. his phone is that much. I so. don't know what surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> man, no. I mean, <laughs> so right. here I am spoiling my friend's surprise party and... Uh, yeah. yeah, I got. Yeah, I got. That's the last invite that you ever got. There's a member of this podcast that still does that yeah. at his current age. Yo, thank you so much for inviting me to your surprise party. Like, I can't wait. What surprise party? Uh, you know, I got an invitation for it, I, and I think that's what this came one. out. That's what came out of my mouth, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> so, Lord, you um, you were walking us earlier, and art has gotten you to a lot of places. You did the cheer cards. You've gotten in, uh, you know, breweries. You did this. Um, can you talk about this a little bit? Okay. So, uh, I know we're both, like, uh, doing this audio and visually. So, for those that are watching, I brought a four-pack of uh, beer cans from Claim State Brewing. Uh, shout out to Claimstake Brewing Company in Rancho Cordova, California, just just above Sacramento. Um, they are a family-owned brewery. Uh, they they were actually the first place I worked uh, started working at when I first moved to Sacramento, and this was about I want to say five years ago. Okay. Uh, at the time, I was working in hospitality. Um, I, while I was looking for a full-time job, I needed to do something part-time. And because of my hospitality experience, I figured, okay, I could beer tent somewhere. Um, I applied to Clemsake. And the reason why I applied to these guys was because I just, back in the Bay, I was also beer tending. And we were serving this beer out of Rancho Cordova, which at the time I've never heard of. But their beer was good. It was, you know, I, I love beer a lot. And I remember serving beers. And this beer I was serving out of Clemsake, it was like a triple... It was a triple IPA, so yeah, it was high in alcohol, super strong, but it stood out to me. And then later on, when I found out I was, you know, going to end up going to Sacramento, Claimsake was the first uh, place that popped up. And, you know, given at the time, this was like about five years ago when the craft beer industry was like, it was taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone either wanted to hang out at a brewery or they wanted to be a brewer themselves. Um, because of my experience working in hospitality, I go, okay, I figured I want to work for them because they seem really cool. I did background research. Family owned. Hey, I'm a family guy. You know, maybe I can get along with them. And um, I went up to them uh, one day, like me and my wife, Stephanie, we hung out at her tap room. Uh, I had sent an email to the owner. And telling them I was going to come visit, but uh, the next thing you know, I had an interview with them. I told them, besides serving beer, I could also do graphic design. Mm. And at the time, they weren't canning very often; it was just maybe once a season. And they were like, "Okay, well, you know, we could probably use you later on." And well, fast forward uh, when COVID hit, they uh, they had to can tons of beer, and I they already had a graphic designer prior to that who also made their logo, but. Uh, but uh, when COVID hit, and at the time I was working for them, it opened up an opportunity to design labels. And uh, here we are, 2024. I've been with Clamsake for almost five years. I designed, I want to say, 
50 plus labels with, with them and and counting. It's like, so I, yeah, I, yeah, I got a couple things that are due actually this month, so... Yep. Uh, so it's uh, it's a blessing, man. Yeah, and, uh, we've uh, we've done some really cool things with uh, with this brewery. Um, they are a family-owned brewery, and so they've always been about just keeping it small. They give love to their regulars, their day ones, and the one thing we do is that we they name their brews after their regulars, their friends, family. Day ones and stuff, nice. and nice. and because of my background in illustration, I you know I will draw people on you know on the beer labels, which is mm-hmm. cool. And then one of the beers I brought is something we did for Max Payne Griffin, the UFC fighter out of Sacramento. Sick. So he is uh, welterweight, welterweight. Yes, shout out Max, Max Payne, Max Max. Max what's Griffin. up, my man? Um, the owner, uh, the owner is good friends with Max and decided to, it was one of his fights, uh, a couple years back, decided to, uh, dedicate a brew to him and I got to call to do a label. I was, I was so stoked, man. This, so this right here is the, the first can we did and it's called Max Payne. It is a hazy IPA. Um, this was, uh, the first of two. That sounds good. Yeah, and and because of that connection, and I uh, I got to know the Griffin family, and so I ended up designing another beer label for for Max, and then I designed a one of his promo shirts, uh, and that, this was like totally separate from the brewery, mm-hmm. but it was just things like that, like just just little like building bridges. Yeah, you know, making those connections, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and that I. I have so much love for Clem State's like my second family. They they've given me like that second life in terms of just being an artist because uh, as you mentioned, Ryan, like you know, I was doing stuff for NBC, Barrier Sports, so I, I was doing chair cards for for a hot minute. Like I had this really amazing run of doing artwork with them. I was like one out of many artists that they had on on roster. But one of the things that we did a few years back were these chair cards, which were like giveaways. Mm-hmm. And um, those, and unfortunately, they when COVID hit, everything stopped because you know we couldn't go to games. We couldn't go to games. Teams were playing in bubbles, so they had to get rid of the giveaways. Yeah. And um, and the, the landscape uh, for us cheer, cheer cards artists, like it, it was a good run for all of us. Um, There's some artists that that uh, from. From that time, are still doing sports art, which which is amazing, and and um, they've I've become good friends with them, and and they do amazing work, and but you know that for for speaking for myself, having done those cheer cards, it was a dream come true for me because I got to check off that bucket list of doing yeah. sports art because um, I, and then Harold we talked about early, earlier that. Uh, you know, like the stuff that I drew. I, I also drew uh, athletes. I, I drew like my favorite athletes. So I have drawings from when I was like six, seven years old, like Jordan. And um, my first experience of uh, sports art was um, there was it was Brent Jones, right? So Brent Jones, OG Brent uh, Jones, right in Forty Niners, SF Niners, man. Like uh, there was. Uh, there was a. I remember hearing on radio 
that Brent Jones was going to be signing at Tamferan, right? I forgot which <laughs> store. I want to say JCPenney's. But, but Brent Jones was doing a signing. And, I, and, of course, being a Niners fan, I was so, I was, God, this was 87, so I was 10 years old. I, I told my, I, my mom had remarried at the time, so I told my folks, like, like I got to meet Brent Jones. So, in, in a few minutes, I drew, I drew Brent Jones. And it was just, I did it based off, like, newspaper, you know, articles that I just happened to have of, like, the Niners. So, I drew Brent Jones, and I brought it, I brought it to the signing. Everyone brought, like, like, a football cards, you know, yeah. like, uh, other, like, Niners, memorabilia. And here I am, this 10-year-old, with a drawing of Brent Jones. And this is, like, core memory, because, um, and, and I'll never forget it, but he looked at you, he was like, he was like, Wow, like this is cool, and then I I don't think I have that drawing to say. I might, but I did. I he have, ask you, did you draw this or? Yes, it, and I remember it was like, wow, you drew this, that kind of thing, and and I remember him signing it like to Leroy. Um, Wait, and you don't know if you have that anymore? Uh, you know, my mom <laughs> kept a lot of stuff, but that I have to look at it because my mom made binders of like drawings I did as a kid. But the Brent Jones one was special, man. And it's yeah. funny because here yeah. we are. Fast yeah. forward, I'm doing, like, cheer cards for the Niners, right? But but Brent Jones, uh, he wrote, like, to Leroyd or something like to a great artist or something like that. Brent Jones, right? And that, like, stuck in my head, man, for, like, till this very day. And, and it was just one of those things, like, I, w- I want to be like a great artist like yeah i want to be, draw more and more i want to more, do more. Yeah. yeah and then and and i it's funny because i i told my wife stephanie that story like years later um 2019 i i get to call to do cheer cards for the niners and this was just right at towards the end of the season it was guaranteed they were going to make the playoffs and then when nbc hit me up like we need cheer cards. I, I mean, oh man, it was like I was so I, I got yeah. emotional, man. Like my, my wife was there. Like when I got the call, when um, you know I I had only had a small window to create these cheer cards. I had less than two weeks to do it. And um, do we have the? I, I brought the cheer cards here, but they. But it wasn't just one cheer card, man. It was two cheer cards, and it, we're looking at. Like a total about like what twelve players mm-hmm. total, man. Like so, to be able to illustrate that much and create it digitally, all in less than two weeks, man. I I spent hours, yo, late nights, early mornings, but I I got to do it, man. And you had two weeks to do this. Less than two weeks. Yeah, and. And for those who are not able to see it, um, you, you can see it on, um, on my IG, but or here on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's it on YouTube. Yeah. And was so awesome. It, it was that full circle moment. Mm-hmm. It, it hit me. I was like, I did it. Like, I I did it. Yeah. I you know, as a kid, I loved drawing like my favorite stuff, and then now I'm doing stuff. Even if if it's just that one time moment, um, so doing that for the Niners, and of course they gone to the Super Bowl. So those cheer cards, 
were, were taken to Miami and they were passed out there and it was so dope because I had family out there that were, that were watching Niners and they're sending me pictures and videos of like people holding up the cheer cards and you know, so even bro. if they were holding them up for a second and throwing them away, but man, just you know that that stuff that I'm gonna bro. keep for the rest yeah. of my life. Bro, you created that, and now there's like millions of people holding it up. Uh, yeah, even just for that moment. And then, um, and I, I mentioned this off air too, but uh, I I also did a victory. So for those of you that are aware, in 2019, the Niners lost to the Chiefs. Harold's aware. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very heartbreaking moment, but. I but I will tell you this. The opening I, wounds. I know. I'm sorry to bring this up, man. Here we are in 20, 2024, man. But I I got to do a Super Bowl victory cheer card, and that was that was completed, and that was waiting. If the Niners had won the Super Bowl, that artwork oh would have been gosh would have been printed on another like on new cheer cards, passed out at the victory parade. That yeah. art probably would have been on some like bus route everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. I would be part of that parade somehow. But man. you're holding on to it right now because they're going to reach out to you in just a few weeks. Man, I, hey, and Steve, if y'all listen, man, we you know I just hey, have come to on, uh, NBC. I, 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 come I, on, you, you gotta you gotta bring this back. You gotta you gotta let him run it back. I, I just have to take out Jimmy Garoppolo out of the picture. Oh, and, you can uh, take him out all day long, man. <laughs> all day long, take him out. <laughs> Oh man, but um, it was it was that full circle moment, man, and and you know, like we've all had full circle moments in life, right? And I can speak as an artist to to have that be, because this is the shit I wanted to do as a right, kid. Absolutely, like it, it. It was like wow, like mm-hmm. okay, like may, maybe I'm doing something right. Right? Would you say that was your proudest achievement? Or do you have something that Probably tops that? As an artist, uh, the, the cheer cards, I want to say yes. Definitely top, uh, you know, one of my top achievements. Um, I mean, as a person, definitely being a father. Like, that's the proudest mm-hmm. So, but as an artist, uh, doing those cheer cards was one. But in 1997, I, I did a logo for... Uh, a very popular Bay Area personality, oh, yeah. radio personality, Chewy Gomez. So shout out to Chewy Gomez. Chewy, 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 Gomez. So I was big on fan art, and we talked about. I mentioned a second ago, like I was drawing my favorite athletes, favorite cartoon characters, etc. I listened to a lot of radio as a kid, so. We were all hung up. I was, I was always, I always had the radio on. Came me out, right? Especially that's all we had was radio and TV, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I loved and CMC our music DJs. CMC yeah. Music Factory. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I loved our DJs, and so I was a huge fan of Chewy Gomez, and 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 I loved going out to the remotes. You know, oh, Chewy Gomez is going to be at so and so at this event. You know, so I drew Chewy. I I drew Chewy as a cartoon. Just for fun. And so I saw Chewie at an event. It was at a concert. I think it was at Marine World in Vallejo. And I saw Chewie. Chewie, I'm a big fan, you know. And of course, you know, like, radio was so huge back then. So when you got to meet the DJ, like, that was the shit. Yeah. 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 I gave, so I, Ryan had Chewie. gave it to him. He was like, yo. Like, no one's ever did that. Like, yo, like, this is cool. Like. So we exchanged numbers, right? And I'm like, 
I, you know, this is 97, yeah. so I was about uh, 20 years 20. old. Yeah, 1920. And here I am, like, fanboying, fangirling yeah, over, you know, the, this radio personality. But true was like, yo, I want to use this. And, of course, at the time, I just got out of high school. You know, I'm preparing. You know, I'm over at uh, City College, and, you know, I'm trying to learn, you know, art. Uh, because after high school, I wanted to pursue the arts. And then I got into graphic design. Um, so um, everything from, like, computer, like, learning how to use computer applications, software, uh, to apply your art. But also just, like, the funding uh, foundations of design in general. And here I am, like, fangling that Chewie wants to use my artwork for this. And they say, no, it becomes his logo. Yeah. He's blowing it up yeah. everywhere. And, you know, and I gave it to him. I, you know, people at that time, like my own friends and even family were like, oh, is he, is he paying you, like, to do this? He was like, and I go, no. Like, I gave this art to him. And, and for artists know this. When you're doing something for a client or when you give an art, when you give art to someone, it becomes them. It becomes their property. It's, mm-hmm. it's theirs to use. Mm-hmm. I asked nothing of it because because I was a fan. It, it, yeah. I didn't think artists first or art pro profession uh, profession first. As a fan, this is my gift. Sure, and we used it, and and I was okay with that, and that made me realize, okay, maybe I can do this shit like for other people too, right? Like yeah. logos. And you know maybe illustrations, you know, not just like for friends and family, but you know I could do it for people outside of that. And so that got me into that was a spark for you. That was the bit of a sp- absolutely like that like to the, until this very day, Chewie uses that logo. Yeah. And I love that that friends and fans still remember that. Mm-hmm. And that that moment it definitely sparked a lot of things, man. And, and of course, later on, it, it made me understand like the value of art. You know, when when you do something for someone, you know, what what's what's your worth? Right. Yeah. Well, let's pause here really quick though, and so, Chewie, who in charge you? But how about some concert tickets for your boy or any? He did. <laughs> oh, there you See, go. A lot of okay, a lot of a lot of people didn't know, but. Chewie took care of it, but I never asked for it. Yeah. It, it just wasn't... Like, I, didn't, I didn't need to, you know? But it was organic. He, it was organic. Yeah. There you go. That's the word, organic, right there. You know, and, and, and again, going back at the time, as a fan, you know, it wasn't because, oh, I'm going to do this for you because this is something I want to return. Right. And, you know, it's... But but you Chewie took care of me. Like honestly, if there was something that I wanted to check out or need, or if I yo Chewie, I need I need a sweatshirt with with the logo on it. It was like a done deal, and that was fine. But I was I was too busy with other things, man. Like you know to be thinking about like oh, you know be to be all strung up on on this one thing. Sure, sure. Like I I started to become ambitious. Like okay, maybe I could start doing this for for other businesses for other people. And so that's so as I was going through college and I went from City College to SF State, I started to develop uh, my skills at not just as an artist, but
but as a designer, like to understand like the business of it, uh, to understand um, efficiency, to understand communication, and I mean to this very day, like general, like generally, like artists are introverts. You know they, you know they they just kind of stick to their thing. They let the art speak for themselves. Not many artists like to speak. Not many artists like, like to like speak out, like just like what we're doing. So I, I want to touch on that. Being an introvert, um, as an artist, quote unquote introvert, what was it like being recognized by you know, AB, ABS, uh, CBN? Oh, when when I did the the interview. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're an introvert and then you're getting interviewed, what was that feeling like? So. Um, about two years ago, 2022, I giants giants hit me up to to design the T-shirt for Filipino Heritage Night. Another bucket list right there. Filipino Heritage Night. They they Giants started were like the first major team, major league team, not just major league, but just the first major sports franchise to do the Filipino Heritage Night. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was all. But that became huge, mm-hmm. and I I went to I I don't I think in ABS CBN interview I said I went to every Heritage game. Well, I went to pretty much almost every Heritage Night game because it was such a proud thing yeah. to to be yeah, a part yeah. of and, and to see like a major sports team recognize Filipino or Filipino heritage in general, right? And then shout out to Tim Litsicum. Oh yeah, Timmy. But two years ago, Giants hit me up. Um, we'd like for you to design a Heritage Night shirt. Uh, I don't have that with me, but man, that right there. Ooh. Oh, I saw. I actually saw that on your your IG. It's yeah. yeah so that, that it's shirt it's so it's, dope. It's the SF logo, and I incorporated like the Philippine flag yeah. to it. But yeah. it, it it has a bit of a twist to it. And so it incorporates like the Giants colors, but it, it definitely has like the three stars in it, and it has a little bit of that sun design in it. Yeah, but yeah. that was the thing that the Giants wanted, and so I tried some ways to kind of make it my own. But the but the design I'm coming out with it was uh, man, it was it was it was sick. Like I loved it so much. Yeah, that the hard was part nice. was that <laughs> the hard part was that. The Heritage Nights fall on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. yeah. So a lot of folks, <laughs> a lot of folks that like that I knew wanted to go to game, they couldn't make it, man. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the shirts were gone. Uh, thankfully, I got a handful of shirts. They Giants took care of me that night. But ABS CBN was there in person, uh, along with some fellow friends, and uh, including. Uh, my boy Alex Rototo of the Olympia Company. And by the way, Olympia Company, I, I do artwork for. And Olympia Company has a stand at Oracle Park. Yeah, so the shout fact out that, Olympia yeah, Company. Yeah. So shout out to Olympia Company. But the fact that I have my artwork also at Oracle Park. Yeah. I'll show oh, it like, <laughs> that again, man, that's that bucket list yeah. check, yeah. right? But to do Field Pair Heart Design was super special. Uh, I definitely took advantage of that. ABS CBN saw that. And shout out to Ramel, and that, that's it right there. And also shout out to my boy Steve uh, Stevie Angelis. But um, 
Uh, some of these guys I've knew, known for years, but ABS-CBN reached out to me that day. I did a quick interview with them that night at Philippine Heritage Night. And then they also asked if they can do a highlight of me later on. And so they say, no, I re- they interviewed me, and I actually had them come out to Claimstake Brewing and do the interview there. So it, it took place at the brewery. So, because I, I, I had to give love to, like, where, yeah. you know, to my home now. Yeah, and um, you know, but but no matter what, like, I'm always going to be SF's own. No matter no matter what, mm-hmm. I always have love for SF. And um, yeah, that ABSC band feature was was awesome. I I wish I could go back because there there were a lot more things I wanted to say, and I'm not I'm not that great when it comes to interviews. I was really nervous. Oh man. And I would have been too. Partly because I'm nervous right now. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, man. That's why I can't look at you guys in the eyes for more than two seconds because <laughs> you like, just stay in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I like I fall in love. And <laughs> <laughs> but but yo, that but it's ABS-CBN. Like it's going right. to be shown in the Philippines, yeah. and yeah. even though yeah. I don't really know anyone in the Philippines, I mean. I have distant relatives, you know. I got my, uh, I, I, you know, I got some small number of relatives, but they, they don't know me, know me. Right. But no. knowing that the fact that it's going to be shown in the Philippines, like that made me nervous as hell, man. Yeah, because like that next, I don't know when they aired it, but the week after, you had like three million Filipinos saying, "Who is this? <laughs> like, I know him. Who is this? I think I, I think I know him. Oh, he's a." Uh, Related, you know, he's my cousin. Yeah, you know that's my nephew. See David, we say David here. That's, that's my cousin. This guy is saying David. <laughs> it's not David. It's David. Uh, I bet you some people are like, oh, he's he's not Filipino. <laughs> that guy's not Filipino. Look at him. No, for anyone. So let's take a let's take a moment to pause here. Okay. One for anyone who didn't think you're a Filipino. Mm-hmm. He's Filipino as hell, right? Uh, and thank you, ABS-CBN, for making sure everyone now knows that he's Filipino. Thank you. And then uh, also to just really quick rewind to all the bullies, fuck all y'all. <laughs> <Right>? The world <laughs> is doing his shit, and fuck y'all. Look at him now. All right, so <laughs> look at him now. Look at me now. Man. Um, look at me now. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> a little bit of me wants to say that, but... <laughs> I, we'll do it for you. Yeah, we already did it for you, man. man like, we got your back. <laughs> You know, bullying these days is different, man. Oh, it's way but, different. But regardless, bullying is bullying is bullying. It's, it's psychological, man. Not good. It like it, it fucks you up, man. So the first would be when it comes to bullying, it would be my name, right? So my name L E R O I D. Anything that rhymes with Roid already, right? Yeah. Second, so I would tell people that I'm Filipino. I don't look Filipino. I get that. Your eyes are, you know, your eyes are Chinese. Mm-hmm. You're light-skinned. Can you speak, oh, can you speak Tagalog? No, I, I wasn't raised that way. Right. When my, my parents came home when they were hella young. We were raised to speak English. The only Filipino I knew growing up was the food. And maybe a couple of curse words for my grandma. Right. Because I was a We always know the curse words. Yeah, right? Why got the curse words? Grandpa. His grandpa. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it's true. For real, like that was that was growing up Filipino for me. Yeah, sure, we yeah. had the family parties, but me and my cousins, like we all grew up speaking English. 
And yeah. in our aunts and uncles, you know, my mom will give us shit for not knowing Tagalog yeah. or not knowing. Yeah. And how can you say that when you never taught us? Yeah, you didn't try to teach us. That's what we're talking about this. Was that last week? That was last week, right? Last recording? It wasn't, it wasn't cool to speak Tagalog back then. Yeah. Like back then, everyone was like, you know, focused on assimilation. You had to speak English. You had to speak English without an accent. So that's right. Yeah. And then, and then back then, and it, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll say this, but you know, then these you know these are hurtful words to to many. But the word fob. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. all the time. And you didn't want to be you didn't want to be associated as a fob. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that was. And you know that's why back then also there was a bit of a divide also between those that were born in the Philippines and those that were born here. Here, yeah. But I mean, I got bullied from all fronts, man. Both you know U.S. U.S. born and you know those that were born in the Philippines. And it and honestly, it kind of hurt, man, because it because it made me question. It made, made me and you start thinking things like hating yourself so going back to the name thing people making fun of my name right because everything that rhymes with Roy right yeah like I hated my name at one point and that's why I couldn't say Leroy so I say Leroy and when people would say oh Leroy okay cool right that's my dad's name <laughs> Leroy yeah <laughs> Leroy Leroy see Bruce Leroy I wanted to change yeah, my Bruce. name man I, I wanted to be like uh, anything other than Leroy or Leroy, I wanted to be like Lionel from like Thundercats. Like, come on, you know, like I, I would come Lionel. up with all these names, you know. <laughs> sort of homie. Shout out to Thundercats. <laughs> Did you ever draw them? Yes. Oh, they were hard, man. Yeah. Did you draw the That's like when you said He-Man too. I was like, ooh, He-Man was hard too. I don't, all the the, I don't enjoy the Thundercats remake though. The, oh no! The, I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, I, I, not the remake. Okay. Not the remake. I don't. I don't like it. It's How about soft. the He-Man remake that's on Netflix? There's a remake the for it. Yeah, man. I really? It's produced I by Kevin it. Smith. You gotta watch it, man. It, and it's, it's 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 sick. The animation is sick, man. I, I, I still watch okay. cartoons to this day. Um, so do I. There, there's a there's a cartoon that's on Netflix now with um, Kid Cudi. That mm. movie, Intergalactic? Yeah. Like, that's dope. I, I, I didn't get to that yet, but that's on the queue. It's like a full, full, like, movie, but all now. I need to put that on the queue, too. Yeah. I, I, I watch need to watch Invincible. Yeah. Invincible. You watch Invincible on not, Amazon not Prime? Second, not the second season. Well, not well, well they only did four episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, again, you know, I was big into comic books, and I still am to this day. Yeah. Like, a bit of that childhood still carries on to this day. And I love sharing it with the kids. Yeah. So my older kids, like, they're into anime. They're into, um, not, not necessarily, like, comic books and stuff, but they're huge on manga, uh, anime, gaming. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I was as a kid. Um, there's a life. lot of artwork there, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of artwork, and that's the stuff I love visually. Yeah. And that's why, like, to this day, like, I'm, I'm still digging that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still buying comic books. Yeah, I still buy sports cards once but in a while. That's what's... That's what's like. So first off, I'm, I'm sorry. I will apologize to you for the people that bullied you and made you feel like you were an outcast back then, because I really feel it was just a very volatile time. Like kids were just not nice 
they, they, I mean, it was, they had and, to pick a side. That's why yeah, you were either the bully or you're the one getting bullied. Right. And my mom, the hardest part is my mom not knowing. And and you know what? Um, and, and going back to bullying, uh, I'm like this is for my older kids, Yaz and Dira. Like I know y'all went through it too because I would hear stories later, or you kind of mentioned blurbs. But at the time, I wish I knew, like, like if that that day in school, like someone was punking you, you know, d- those kind of things. Um, when, well, when I was going through a divorce with their mom, they were going through. My older kids were going through a lot of shit, and I'm sure they were getting punked on by other people because of the fact that their parents were splitting up, that kind of deal. And you know, I I, I went through that. Like growing up, also you know, having mom, you know, married twice, divorced twice, and of course as a single kid, I I really had no one to turn to. I mean, thankfully, like for my two older kids, they you know they have themselves, but for me, like I kept a lot of shit inside, man. Yeah, and that didn't that didn't help as I got older because. Be, because I, I, I'm hot-headed, man. You, you know? have, like, periodic outbursts. Yeah. Just because it, it, it's just yeah something just in the back of your head. Oh, and you then know, all of a sudden, just... Well, there's, yeah, there's oh, a lot of unresolved. Yeah. yeah. Unresolved. Oh, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And I know, I know my mom's... My mom's going to hear this, but I'm, I'm putting yeah. it out there because we're, we're talking about it. You know, here we are, adults. Yeah. Like, talking about it. And, you know, when it, when it comes to, like, trauma, childhood trauma mental health like the shit is real man and, and yeah. that's why i have a lot of empathy and you know my my kids my older kids went through a lot you know just having one having to go through a divorce and that wasn't the easiest thing and i take i definitely take accountability you know but um but as i was getting bullied as a kid like my mom didn't know any of this because i was afraid of getting in trouble right and my mom was super strict on me you know, so then, then that's why I, I go back into hiding in my room and I draw. You know, I just draw. Oh, and besides, like, you know, for for some though that bullied me back then, I drew you. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you did in in very unfavorable ways. So. Yeah, yeah but, but you know what? So without where I was going to go with that earlier though is you know for kids that are going through it now, like Leroy is a testament. Stick to your craft. Stay creative, do what you love to do, and I know even at times it sucks. It's temporary, right? And you get to a point where you get to, fortunately for you, you get to a point where you get to live off of your passion, right? And you get to prove everyone wrong. So, you know, there's, there's, but but that shouldn't be your goal. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it shouldn't be. But I'm saying, right. stick to, your goal should be stick to your craft and stay creative. Right. Be, be that person. Enjoy who you are. Right. Don't let them get you down. Right. Um, but, but it's also at the same time you can look back and say, "Fuck, man, I, I went through this shit." You know, and I, I mean, besides like the stories we hear about our parents. Oh, I used to walk so many miles a day. You know, going to school that yeah. kind of thing. But, but. You know, I, I want to. I want to be able to. And, and I got two younger ones. I got Eli, who's now who's eight, and Cole, who's three. When they hit high school and stuff, I mean, I'm sure bullying is gonna be different by then. Like, but but, um, but bullying's bullying. But I, I want my kids to be able to like talk to me about it, even okay. if we don't have the answers. 
But yo, like you got to start the dialogue. Just make it a yeah, safe place. To yeah, make talk. it a safe place. And yeah. and I and I think for a lot of us Filipinos growing up, it was some of us didn't have that safe place, man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. But you hit it right on the head. It's a parental thing. But the, the parents have to create a safe space. We didn't have that, so we couldn't communicate it. And that's right. why, like, you could do it now for your little ones. And, and I'm what you're creating now, yeah. basically. I, I had like a, I had the same realization moment with my mom where I told her, like, in the middle... I, I grew up in Lakeview. So, right. yeah, 99% predominantly black school. You don't think... Like, uh, you think I'm going to walk home and go home untouched, right? Uh, and she'd wonder sometimes, you know, oh, why do you have bruises? Why do you have scratches? But never, like, probe until I told her, well, I had to fight my way home, right? So, like, safe spaces just didn't exist back then. People, it was a lot easier to, this isn't to shame our parents, but it was a lot right. easier to just, you know, not talk about it. As long yeah. as you caught home, it was good enough. Right, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, I, I got my ass jumped a few times back in high school. I mean, at the time I was living in Viz Valley, so I would take the 9 San Bruno. And I lived near the projects. And, um, and shoot, I, I even go as far back when the D- Geneva Towers were there. You know, it was a rough neighborhood, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. Especially being yeah. on the bus. That was. And, of course, I would, I would sit in the back, you know, because the front was always crowded. Right. And... Sitting in the back was dangerous too, though. Yeah. Sitting in the going in the back was always dangerous. The bus driver couldn't help you. No, yeah, the bus driver couldn't help you. You know, but I, I was this like geeky looking kid. You know, I had my big old glasses on and my you know hair parted to the side. So I was I was an easy target, man. Right. You know, and <laughs> I think that's why in high school, like at one point, like y'all try to be hard. You know, so <laughs> so going back to art, like yeah, one. At one point, like, I wanted to be a street artist, right? You know, quote, unquote, street artist. No, I, you know, wanted to, like, tag up buses. And, you know, I might have done a few or whatever. But, no, nah, man, that, no. <laughs> that wasn't you. That wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, people people wanted to be hard just to be accepted. But yeah, like, it was just saying, saying that. You, had to, you had to pick a side. That hard out outer uh, coating just to get by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. what you had to have. Yeah, and then of course, like the way you dress. Yeah, the way you talk, the way you talk, right? The way you look at people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, the, you get the wrong look. Why are you mugging me? Like, right, and that's a big difference to today because today, you know, kids look like they look at each other like they're looking at, like peering into each other's souls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was scared to look at people in eyes. Yeah, back then. Yeah, you'd always our heads would be like this. Yeah, straight down the whole yeah. time. It is. It's different. It's different back then. Yeah, it's totally I mean, different. now now that we got social media, it's so easy to push people and to talk shit because you know you're hiding behind your keyboard. Right. Man. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, funny true. because we again, you know, going back to like our parents having stories. Now we're now we're that generation where we're like, oh, back in my days, right. we didn't have the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quick, so quick story because you mentioned it earlier <laughs> when my parents were like. We used to walk to school every day. And you complain? Like a bus is a luxury, right? So finally I get to the Philippines, right? Right. And I'm like, oh, you guys did walk to school every day. It was a block. It was a block away. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. I, I had to walk six blocks to get to the, gap, to the bus station. I did SF blocks. SF blocks. Those are long blocks. Right? 
Hey, well, big ups to you, Leroy. Thank you for joining yes. us. Thank you. Ryan, Phil, right Harold. Thank you. Hey. Thank you for your art, sir. Yeah, okay. man. Thank you, man. I, um, I, I try not to take anything for granted, um, you know, besides, like, the sport art and, you know, the logos like I did for Chewy. Uh, I've been super grateful to have opportunities to, to do stuff for, like, whether if it's, like, small businesses, uh, for per, uh, individuals, personalities. Uh, I got, uh, later on this month, uh, I'm doing something for Sacramento. Uh, actually, it's with a nonprofit group. Cool. Um, which um, I'll post when it's time. Awesome, dude. And so nice. uh, everything that I do now, even if it's the littlest things, I, you know, I mean, yeah, like having that side money is cool. I mean, it helps pay like for gas and little things. But and shout out to all the full time artists that are are doing this. But but for me, I I kind of look at every project as a as a way to kind of communicate to my to my kids also. Mm-hmm to kind of hopefully like like when I'm gone I, I don't think I have much for them <laughs> to be honest with you like like Eli you could have my baseball cards but no 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 <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> especially if you collected way back in the 80s I, I might have a couple man but uh, no like but on the real like the, to be able to do artwork and, and I the artwork I do for people I I hope that it lasts I, I hope it's it sticks around because I, I want my kids to, to be able to see that and pass, like, as they pass by or whatever, and they could be like, yo, I, my dad did that, that kind of yeah. thing. You know, and it, it's kind of kind of like what y'all doing with this podcast, man. Like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of folks are doing podcasts, but, you know, the beauty of that of this is that this, this shit's forever, man, you know? Uh, yeah. unlike, uh, unlike some of the, like, film that was taken back in days and, you know VHS, you know VHS tapes. Like some of that stuff is, is hard to retrieve, but but stuff like this that we're doing digitally, like this this stays forever, man. And you know we're Thank you, man. It's in the like cloud. We're, we're like we're storytellers, man. Look at us, yeah. like yeah. dads, man. Like who would have thought? Like but this is this but this is how our people used to do it. They used to gather around the the fire pit, and this is this they, they tell stories, right? Well, wait, 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 you gather around the fire pit? I don't know about fire. Pit. I wanted to. We did, have <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was um, yeah, you know, like as guys, like we we'd hang out, like shit talk, you know, and all that stuff. But yeah. if you look back, like so. So, you know, Ryan, like, we go back since almost, like, high school because we had mutual friends and stuff. And, you know, who would have thought, like, here we are, like, you know, almost, like, 20 years later, like, we're, now we're reunited. And then Harold, you know, I, I got to know from when I was working as a restaurant manager. Like, it, like this is a beautiful thing. And, again, that goes back to making connections, man. And so, you know, as artists, man, like connecting doesn't mean like oh i follow you follow like on social media but this right here man the eye to eye establishing relationships maintaining that relationships because everything i've i worked in so many industries over the years because i had to work in jobs and stuff like that but all but those people i've gotten to know over the years are still thankfully most of them are still with me to this day and i got to do a lot of business opportunities with them and, and here I am at 46 years old and I'm connecting with people that I met like maybe like 30 years ago but here I'm doing some shit for them which is dope but it, if it wasn't for maintaining connections mm-hmm. and, and so a lot a lot of 
uh, <laughs> a lot of kids these days. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of dope artists out there. A lot of young artists, man. Once in a while, I'll get hit up. You know, like, yo, like, how'd you get into that? That kind of thing. Right. Well, one, stay consistent with your craft. But two, make connections. Make connections. And, and be, be kind. Be solid and be kind. Be kind. And, yeah. yo, like, like, and for me, like, let's say from a business point, like, as an artist, like, like, be reliable, you know, be, you know, when you establish connection, you establish trust. Right. Yeah. Don't fuck, don't, don't fuck that up. Don't, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Do not fuck it up. Don't fuck that <laughs> we, shit, we, man. We come up the ancestors on that one. <laughs> Yo, like, like, don't fuck it up, man. Like, like, connections is so important. And again, it's not follow me, follow you back to social media. It doesn't matter how many followers that you have, honestly. I mean, of course, that helps nowadays if you want to look at numbers. But just coming from experience, man, you know, right. like, like, Ryan, here we are, man. Like, we're, we're talking years later. <laughs> Yo, like, I never thought I'd be talking about a podcast, but this is dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I, I get what you're saying. Like, there's, let, let people know who your character is, right? That when, when, you're, when you're talking about connections, that's that's the deeper meaning to it. So, but again, man, thank you, man. Big ups to you. Thank you oh, for yeah. being here. Thank you. Oh man, I'm done. But no, you're not. Oh. You, you could refill. Oh yeah, is from running all the courts, SF to the town. Dead pods, now we just running our mouths. Barbershop talk, rocking the spot. Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot. Lifelong bond has the convos flow. Time just goes, constant growth. Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.